0: The following podcast is a
2: Dear Media production.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Lavina Lee and Caleb Spalding, the co-creators of A Sex Journal for Couples.
2: What's up? Hello.
0: Hey guys. So tell me about yourself. Let's start with how old are you and where are you from? I am 28.
1: Years old from New York City. Ooh, same yeah, and same.
0: Oh, whoa. Wow, wow, look at that. Cool. We'll get into that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm 31, and I'm from Hampton, Virginia, originally.
0: Awesome. And what is a sex journal? Are you a couple?
2: <laughs> we we are a couple. We've been dating for exactly a year and two months <laughs> as yeah. of today. But
0: who's counting? <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs>
2: Congrats. Um, And a sex journal came about from the early part of our relationship. When we started, we decided to start journaling after every single time we had sex.
0: Yeah. So it's our little black book of secrets. So you both decided to journal but didn't tell the other person? Or we kept one journal where both of
1: us would reflect after we had sex and we'd read our entries out loud and have a conversation about it. So that was like, that's been the format the whole time.
0: And like, what's an example of one of the first journal entries that you feel comfortable <laughs> sharing? The,
2: yeah. the very first entry, basically, we were having incredible sex. Mm-hmm. This is how it started. And we thought to each other, why is this happening? Why is this so incredible? How can we get to the bottom of this? So like any good entrepreneur, we decided to collect data. And we thought that by writing down if we had full stomachs or if it was like what time of day it was or if we were caffeinated or not caffeinated we would actually realize what made great sex. In our very first entry, we realized that it was much deeper than that. Lavina, yeah. what did you what did you write? You wrote first.
1: Yeah, those were our early theories when we picked up our first like little journal and the very first entry we sat down, Caleb gave me the journal, and I was like, it was a beautiful day, the sun was streaming in, right. we were so connected, and then I folded over my entry so Caleb couldn't see it, and I gave him the journal,
2: and he wrote... Well, when she gave me the journal, I was very hesitant. I was down to do this this experiment, but I was also like, are you sure I can write anything? And she assured me I could write anything, and I asked a couple more times, I was like, are you positive I can write anything? Uh-oh. And... What I ended up reflecting on was that I prefer less ball stimulation than more ball stimulation.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and I just ended up writing that. I mean, it's only a, it's a pretty small amount of space, but right. I ended up like r- just reflecting on that point, just on the balls, just on that, <laughs> and like it was amazing. It was an amazing sexual experience, and when I was given the permission to write something down that had come up, I was like, okay, like I'll write something down that came up, and right. What came up for me was that I don't really like a lot of attention on my balls. Mm-hmm. And that was never something I'd ever written down, certainly never something I'd ever spoken to anybody else.
0: So, which journal entry between those two would you say was more helpful for your sex? I mean,
1: that was all one entry. So we sat down, we each wrote, then we read our right. entries out loud to each other. And now, I mean, there, both helpful in different ways. But Caleb's entry really sparked this like moment for me where I was like, whoa, we thought we were going to figure out the formula to amazing sex. And now we're actually seeing we don't know anything. Let's have a conversation about this. Like I had no idea that's how your body felt. Right.
0: It's so interesting because it's like, it reminds me of that meme. That's like, it's, it's a, a man and a woman laying in bed and the woman's like, I wonder like what he, I, I'm going to mess it up. But the woman's like, I wonder what he's thinking. Like, I wonder what he thought about that sex. And the man's like, what's for breakfast tomorrow? <laughs> or like something just totally different, you know? Totally. Yeah. So that's a perfect reflection of how like a lot of the time men and women are just like on a completely different page, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Like it's, it should be totally helpful to hear both sides. So when did you decide to turn it into something? And what is it that you turned a sex journal into exactly?
1: We journaled, I think, for like six or seven or eight months, just the two of us. And like along that time, maybe a couple of months in, we started telling our friends and we like, we're doing this thing. It's been really helpful in our sex life and you should try it. And again and again, we just heard from people like, this is so cool. I want to do this. This is so cool. How do I do it? And we gave away the format, but no one did it. And what it came down to was it's kind of a scary concept and so that's really what sparked us to make a sectional for couples. Right. So a sectional for couples is a guided, prompted version of the format that we use. So it's got like communication toolkits. It's got like a little intention setting guide. And then it has all of these entry pages that mm. any couple can use to reflect on their sex life in the same way that we did.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And... So this is like a website that people can go to and journal.
2: No, so it's a, it's a physical book. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think the the really powerful part about the practice is getting off of our phones or off of our comput- off of our computers mm-hmm. and going back to a almost ar- archaic technology and like writing because it it putting pen to paper really makes you think. It makes you dig up and it's just it's a really amazing we found it to be a really amazing way to connect even further.
0: For sure. I actually think that like, it's also safer and makes you feel safe because you're not like putting your sex life on the internet, essentially. Yeah, totally. You know, which like God knows where it'll end up. Like you, your commentary on your balls could end up like on, I don't know, bar stool. <laughs> right. Like you never know. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely safe. And so how did the two of you meet? Also, obviously I need to know when your birthdays are because I love astrology. Ooh!
2: I was born on Thanksgiving, uh, so November, November twenty-six. 20, twenty-six. Yeah. Okay. Because it sometimes it, it's it on changes the every year. 22nd. Yeah. So I'm I'm like you're a Sag. Sag. Okay. And I
1: just missed the New Year, so I'm January
0: second, and a you're a Capricorn. Very yeah. interesting match. I've seen it. I've seen it many times. It's Ooh.
2: what does that mean to you?
0: It's it's really good. I think you guys are neighboring signs. So you're like one after the other. Um. I don't know that much about neighboring signs, but I know that it works. I, I'll I'll do a little quick. I'll look it up right now because I'm because <laughs> I'm curious. So it says, um, it's very logical that your neighboring signs would be a great love compatibility compatibility match for you. So because you're next door to each other in like the zodiac, so you have a lot in common. Nice. Yeah, that's really all I'm getting here. <laughs> but it sounds good to me.
2: I'm into it. So you you asked how we met. Yeah,
1: tell me. It's funny that we're neighboring signs and the thing was next door because we met kind of like girl and guy next door.
0: You were neighbors.
2: Well, so Lavina was living with uh, a few of my really close friends Mm -hmm. um, in this big townhouse in Bed-Stuy. And um, I was going there every week for my weekly men's group. And so, Which is what? So a men's group, it's basically, it's like a two to three hour weekly session of nine men where we come together and just talk about our emotions. And we have this- That sounds
0: like every man. It it
2: is part of every man. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Exactly. Yeah, no, I love that. I had Dan Doty, one of the founders on- Of course. my
2: podcast. He's incredible. Dan was my, was actually, Dan's a big part of the story, actually. Tell me more. So he was my life coach at the time. We, so we were basically, I was going there every week for my men's group and I would come downstairs- after the Mm -hmm. group and we'd be like all cracked open me and the other guys and either having explored happiness or sadness or anger whatever the emotion was and lavina would be there like either doing work or maybe like cooking a meal or just hanging out in her kitchen and would see me and these other guys like just totally in a vulnerable space and because she was living with my closest friends i didn't see her as someone available I right. was like, oh she's my friend's sister was kind of the vibe right and so I'd be down there like spilling my guts just we'd like be reliving what happened in men's group and she would hear all this and got to see this very open and vulnerable side of me for sure and eventually developed this crush on me that she shared via voice note right after I ended my weekly coaching session with Dan doty and so I'd literally what gotten, do you
0: mean shared over
2: voice so about? like she texted me like a voice, like a voice memo. And I like got off my coaching call and I get this text and it's like a three-minute voice memo from Lavina. She's like, hey, I saw you at this party last night. I was stumbling all over myself because I really wanted to talk to you and let you know that I have this huge crush on you. I'm wondering if you would be down to get to know each other better and go on a first date. I was just like, damn, this is the coolest text I've ever gotten.
0: Yeah. So I was
2: like, 100%, I'm in. Let's do it. (laughs)
0: So before you got that voice note, had you had those thoughts like gone through your mind?
2: They had. We both were kind of dating other people and Mm. like we just kept missing each other basically. I mean it it had gone to the extent that the previous August she expressed interest to go to Burning Man for the first time. And I was like, oh cool, this beautiful cool girl wants to go to Burning Man. I bet if I find her a ticket... Maybe she'll want to be my play girlfriend, which was this ridiculous thought. Right. And I found her a ticket and she came and was in my camp, but we like didn't hang out the entire time.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Oh, Aww. no.
1: I don't think it ever like for a while, it just never crossed my mind. I was like not a date your friends kind of person. Mm. I know super off limits until Caleb and I started getting to know each other better. And I would just broken up with someone and like realized I'd been dating different people, but it was the exact same person again and again and again and again. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I need to date someone who I feel good hanging out with that just makes me happy. Like, I want to be with my best friend and go on adventures. And every time Caleb and I hung out, that was like how I felt about him. Um, So I asked him out
0: and that was that. And how long did you guys know each other as friends before you took it to that level?
2: Uh, about at least about eight months.
0: Okay. And so when you cross your relationship, like crossed over, was it the kind of thing where you started off slow, like you started going on dates or was it kind of like you immediately had sex? <laughs>
2: Oh, we did. We didn't immediately have sex. We, I think we waited three or four, three. I think it was about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it we definitely didn't go slow. Like, I mean, in terms of the emotional growth, um, we moved in with each other about a month and a half in. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and we're like talking about. I mean, we were like sure that we wanted to be exclusive. Like a week in, mm-hmm.
1: talked about getting married the week after, like. I don't know. It's
0: It was really fast. And do you think that any of that has to do with the fact that you were friends beforehand? I think it has a lot to do with the way that we met and the
1: way our friendship evolved. Because mm-hmm. we're so used to seeing each other and spending time with each other in this like really vulnerable way. That like right from the beginning, everything in our relationship was always about being totally honest with each other. And like... Mm-hmm. That, so the trust was yeah. already established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of trust.
0: Right. But like, I guess my point is, would you have gone that fast with someone that you had just met that like that time, like for the first time?
1: I don't know. I think it really helped that like we had so much shared community and right. everyone was like, these two people are normal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I mean, I definitely wouldn't have. Like that right. was, that was pretty unique for me. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us gave each other this permission to be really open and vulnerable with each other. Right. And again, I think a lot of that goes back to, like, the setting in which we met, which was really focused around, like, my, my men's group in many ways. And, mm-hmm. like, knowing that I wasn't putting any kind of, like, false shield up or anything like that right. or, like, mask. Like, I was being very much the the barest version of myself. And so there wasn't any kind of, like, speed bumps that we had to go over to really get to know for each sure. other. Yeah.
0: So Caleb, going back to your men's group for a second, um, if, you know, for any like man listening, I just kind of want to understand why did you feel like, or first of all, how did you find every man? Like, did a friend tell you about it? What were you like on a quest for when you, mm. when you
2: stumbled upon it? That's a great question. So I actually went on the very first Everyman retreat, which was December, 2016 And a really good friend had suggested, had brought it up to me. It told me that it was happening about a month before it happened. She was like, this thing's being assembled. Like, it's the first one. I think it's going to be really powerful. They're looking for men who really are like doing like self-discovery work on themselves. And Mm -hmm. I think you'd love it. Um, And at that time, I had just kind of started to dive more into like I was doing the artist's way and I was doing like sound meditations and just like learning much more about myself and what I needed. I kind of took a break from dating. I was like really focused on, I'd like made this pact to really date myself and like focus on self-love. So it made sense to me to go on this retreat and to like learn more about myself as a man in like the context of men's work. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went on the retreat and it like blew me wide open. It just like I learned so much about what it means to be a man, how to connect with other men around me, how there's like this inherent brotherhood that I think a lot of men don't even realize. Right. And I learned how to express my emotions in a really powerful way.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And from there, a couple of the other guys who were on this first retreat and I decided that we should start our own weekly men's group. And so we started that shortly after. So by the time Livian and I met, I'd already been doing like a weekly group for about a year and a half. So it's pretty like in it, like very like steeped in that practice.
0: Right. And is your group now on the everyman website? Like if someone listening would want to join?
2: So I I don't I think the answer is no to that. I don't think because I don't think they put like specific groups on there. Basically right. like how I understand it is that there are a lot of different groups in New York and around the country. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of a lot of them are like self-organized mm-hmm. through the everyman network. Right. So like our group, for example, isn't taking new members currently. I see. But I know if you go to the Everyman website, you can sign up for to be a on a, in a group and they like help right. you pair. They have people on the team now who pair you into other groups. Got it. Yeah. So
0: do you think that you would have met a woman like Lavina if you hadn't done that emotional work on yourself with Everyman? Definitely not. Mm-hmm.
2: And I know that... I was pretty sure that like the the journey that I was on and the stuff that I was learning about myself through my men's group was like uh, was allowing me to really find an extraordinary woman like Lavina, which is the kind of person who I was ultimately looking for. Not even looking for, but right, just waiting like not and not even waiting for either. Just like what you needed. It was what I needed. Yeah, and I knew what that I would eventually find and what I would. I don't want to say get, but yeah, get (laughs) the person who I would end up with.
0: I love that. And Lavina, do you do any kind of work on yourself emotionally or spiritually or have you in the past?
1: Yeah, lots of stuff. Caleb and I had really similar years leading up to dating. Even actually like maybe a little over a year before we started crossing paths, but like didn't know. So we were at the same parties, same events, like mm. not even in New York City. And when he he started doing this this kind of work a little bit before me, but I've created a weekly women's group based off of the Everyman format. Um, I've done lots of self-discovery programs. I actually coach now also. Um, and like through the people that I work with, I learn even more about myself because mm-hmm. it's all like just mirroring. right? And I think- That has all led to like again and again, everything we do is about being courageous and vulnerable and sharing what's actually true for us. Mm -hmm. And that's always been the theme of our relationship, which I think is like what makes it so wonderful.
0: That's awesome. And what do you guys do when you're not working on a sex journal?
1: Lots of things. I coach, I speak, I am, am now starting to shoot photo and video
0: that's awesome
1: but primarily i'm working on a journal. so that's mm-hmm. like most of that's my main time purpose. and then like on the nights and weekends
2: and I'm a, I'm a drummer so i perform all over the world with uh djs i'm in a band in new york i what's do what's it called the hudson horns we're awesome. a, a brass band we do like parties and corporate events and I do rhythm workshops for clients and like corporate clients too. And again, it's all about like courage and connectivity and using rhythm as a tool to find our true voice and um, like find our inner creativity. For sure.
0: And you guys seem really amazing together. But like obviously as we know, so I'm a year in with, with my boyfriend and, and things are, are great. But we all know that every now and then like there'll be a disagreement or, you know, like a debate at the very least. So I wonder what tools you guys bring to those situations and like how you can, you know, help some other couples who go through fights or disagreements to like what tools you bring to the table that you've learned.
1: Yeah. One thing that's really transformed my life is seeing that I always have a perspective about people it's like my inner critic that's always like criticizing
0: me is mm. also always criticizing everyone else me too you must have some Capricorn <laughs> oh yeah because you're a Capricorn I'm a Capricorn moon so okay I get it I, that's, So yeah.
1: yeah Capricorns especially have a super loud version of the inner voice mm-hmm. that's like and what's really amazing is when you realize the inner voice is there and if you're listening to this and going I don't have a inner voice that's your inner voice yeah the inner voice is like this layer that lives between us and the real world mm-hmm. and so so often when we're talking to people we're not even listening to what they're saying we're listening to what we're saying about what they're saying yeah
0: this book i have the untethered soul is like oh my god that.
1: it's yeah. yeah so we've read
0: the surrender experiment and it's changed our lives yeah so have actually gifted it to me but
1: so that's that's a huge piece of it whenever right we disagree or I disagree with anyone in my life. Like I'm super, I like take a moment and I'm like, I need to step back from this conversation and actually hear what I'm saying about what you're saying. Right. Perfect example of this is like, my mom and I have fought for like my whole life. Mm -hmm. And my little my narrative about her is that she's really controlling. Right. So my mom will call me and say like, hey, are you wearing a jacket today? Like it's kind of called that I'm like, stop
0: trying to control me. I'm a grown woman. We love sticking (laughs) to our narratives. And it's so,
1: so loud. So being able to take off those goggles of Mm -hmm. whatever my narrative of a person is and actually just like hear what they're saying and hear what they're concerned about has been life-changing. So for my mom, it was just like, oh... That's her way of saying, I love you and I want to check in on you. Right. And for Caleb and I, it's almost always that. It's almost always like we're looking out for each other or we're working on something and like we just have a different approach. And if I can let go of what I think is right, if I can let go of being right, I can actually be a part of the conversation for sure.
2: What about you, Caleb? Well, one of the things that, I mean, it's pretty much piggybacks right on what Lavina said, but. Um, one of the things that came up early on for us in the journal when we kind of like made this pact to use it was that we're on the same team. And that was so that whenever we're writing about what's coming up during sex, we know that we're not criticizing each other. We're just sharing our experiences. Mm -hmm. And we've carried that same mentality, that same understanding into our regular lives too. And even though we still have our fair share of arguments and disagreements, like the idea that we are... Creating together like just in general in life as partners to me is very grounding and it keeps us coming back to all right This is like we're we're pals. We're we're teammates. We're gonna do this together
1: Mm -hmm. One final thing that's a part of being on the same team is like we really look at every day and everything we do like practice And that has been really life-changing for both of us as opposed to seeing like, okay, this is it and it has to be delivered at this level and all of life is about getting to this like top peak and everything between that is like this huge gap. We just wake up every day and think to ourselves, okay, today is another day to practice being a human and like practice being the us that we want to be like whatever challenges come our way, like let's
0: do this and see how we do. Mm -hmm. What would you say to this is more for Lavina, but what would you say to like a couple, like, you know, a a man and woman dating, um, and the woman, you know, might want to like take things to the next level and talk about like next steps, like possibly marriage or let's say moving in together if that hasn't occurred yet. Um, and like, is dating a man who is more typical of a man, you know, who doesn't really work on themselves in like a men's group or in therapy. Like how did those conversations come up if you have, you know, if you have any advice on that? That's so, I think that's a really complex question Mm -hmm.
1: because where, first, I mean, something that we always talk about in our relationship is voicing our needs and wants. Like, that's so critical. There's no way that your partner can read your mind. And if we hold people to expectations that we're not sharing, that's like the exact recipe for frustration and disappointment and like resentment. And that'll kill any relationship. Mm -hmm. So voicing wants and needs is always really important. But from a self perspective, I always think it's really important to see... And examine where those wants and needs come from. Are we looking for validation? Or are we actually looking for something that like is really important to us in this moment? And just acknowledging being able to see that is really important. Because validation, no amount of validation from another person is ever going to make us happy. But if like Mm -hmm. we've been dating, I don't know, we dated for about a month and a half. And I was like, our leases are up. And I'm really excited about moving in. Or, I mean, I, I'm, I could be ready to take this next step with Caleb. Right. Whether or not he'd done men's work, like really approach the conversation from a place of like, this could be a really fun next adventure for both of us. Mm-hmm. And whatever outcome is fine. If you say no, that's okay. I want to hear where that comes from. right? But yeah, it for me, it's like, hey, I have this crazy idea. I know we've only been dating for a month and a half. I'm super excited to share it with you. Would you be up for me to move in at the end of this month? So often, like when we're asking for things, we come from a place where the other person's already said no to us, so it's mm. like, hey, just you don't have to don't take any pre- don't take any pressure from this. I'm just wondering if I'm thinking right. could you and the Every conversation we have someone with someone is like us creating the space for them to respond. Right. And if you, we're creating like this narrow, you already said no space. We're going to talk to them mm. like they said no. And we're going to set it up like they said no. Right. So it's like, yeah, I could invite Caleb to go eat dinner with me by being like, I went to the most amazing restaurant and I think you'll love it. And I can't wait to go with you. And I just it's going to be a beautiful way for us to spend two and a half hours together tonight. Would you like to come versus like, I found this place. It's kind of expensive. And I know you're so busy all the time and you have to stay late for work. And this is such a commitment. It's really how we set people up.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: I wonder, what do you guys think? I guess this one's more for Kayla, but either, but just, you know, making sure you both get enough time. Do you think it's possible for one person in the relationship to be more like go with the flow vibes and one person to be more of like a planner um, and things like that? Like, do you think that that could work?
2: I do think that could work because that's pretty much describes our relationship. Mm -hmm. Lavina is much more of a planner. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm much more of a go with the flow guy. And I also like, I think we both challenge each other with that. Because, mm. like, Lavina doesn't really put up with, like, a lot of bullshit. And yeah. so, you know, there's kind of like, look, I get that you're not maybe, like, the most scheduled person. And, like, I need some level of scheduling right, in order for us to, A, run a business together. For sure. But also to, like, li- like, have this relationship really exist. And on the flip side of that, like, I need to have some more go with the fluidness. Mm -hmm. at times and Lavina has been able to meet me there so I 100% think that that is achievable Mm -hmm. and manageable
1: it's kind of like we met in the middle and like we'll schedule a five hour block where we don't have any plans and it's whatever we want to do but that is like on the calendar so I know not to put anything over it or like we're going to Italy in a couple of weeks we have no plans for Italy just like we're going to be there for these days. So it's right. enough scheduling for me and enough flexibility for Caleb. Oh my
0: God. That like stresses me out. Like, where <laughs> are you going to stay? what are you yeah. going to do? I um, have the trust, You trust. Know? But it's going to be really fun. It yeah. sounds like. What's the biggest like benefit that has come out of the sex
2: journal for both of you guys? Mm. We were talking about this earlier, actually, because this question comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like in the past sex is like sex and it's not part of the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And like every the way we speak to one another, the way we act with one another, like we're just different people. I think we've broken down a lot of the barriers and the walls that we may have put up in the past sexually and now our life is just like our life and sex is part of that. The way we speak to each other, like our conversations can flow from lunch into sex, into yoga class, into a work session. Like it can all be the same theme in the same life and it doesn't have to feel like, okay, this is the time when we're just being sexy and like erotic and different. It's like, no, like I'm Caleb, this is Lavina, and this is our life. And we're like, it all just flows together as one. And mm-hmm. so I think that's come from us breaking down a lot of the like the fears and like the questions and the unknowns that we each had about ourselves and about sex.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my answer is like really in line with that. Before we started doing this, I had so many questions about sex and I was also like super not allowed to ever talk about it. Right. My parents never talked about it to me. And... When we started keeping this journal, it gave us like a moment, just like a little pause. Sometimes our entries would be like five minutes, but that was enough for us to have a little conversation Mm -hmm. about what happened and start to like build that indoor relationship. And that gave me so much permission and freedom to explore. And like, through keeping our sex journal and opening up that conversation in our relationship, we started opening it up with our friends and eventually like my family and his family and like our wider communities. And it's given me this sense of freedom and courage that like this super taboo area of my life is now on the table and is something that I talk about and Mm -hmm. something that I can listen to other people talk about. And like, I've not come across anything else in my life that has been scary to approach because of that. Because we've already already done it once. Right. Yeah.
0: You mentioned your parents and obviously I needed, this question has been on my mind the whole time. (laughs) What do your parents think of the sex journal? (laughs) It's been, I mean, I think my
1: parents are both a little like, shy and uncomfortable about it but Mm -hmm. they're also incredibly supportive and also really really curious so my dad was an entrepreneur when he was in his like 20s and 30s and even like early 40s and so when I told him I hid it from them for like three months and they always call me to ask about like how's your work going what are you up to what are you Mm. working on and I skimmed the surface Mm -hmm. in every single one of those conversations until I was like I just can't do this anymore this is ridiculous. So I called my my dad back one day after a conversation and I said to him, like, can't keep lying to you. I'm making this journal for couples to talk about sex. And he was silent for like three minutes and then was like, okay, if you really want to change the world for women and like change the culture around sex, like I think you got to go talk to Oprah, like talk to some woman who really like broken ground before. And I was like, okay. And every time we check in, he sort of like drops entrepreneurial knowledge on me and gives me suggestions for like how to think bigger. Mm. So that's been really cool. With my mom, it's so fascinating. Like she's never really talked about sex in her life. The one conversation she's ever had with me was when I was 23, she gave me the sex talk, Right. graduated from college, came home, and she was like dropping this on you now. And with my mom, like we've, built a really close relationship in the last couple of years. So I like share with her really openly like, hey, you know, a couple of months ago, we heard from a lot of new parents. We're like, we're really struggling. We don't know what to do. We'll try anything. Like, can this help? And I shared with her like all these stories that we heard and it gave her the space to turn around and say, wow, like I experienced this when I had you. Mm -hmm. And like that was really challenging in my relationship with your dad and I've never thought about it this way. And like I've now become her like I don't know counselor or therapist like I
0: just get to listen well, new parents who had sex problems or different problems.
1: new parents who like yeah we're having sex problems they like have their kids their bodies are changing like usually the mom's body is changing if it's heterosexual couple like the mom's body's mm-hmm. changing she's like struggling she's exhausted and the husband like kind of under- or the partner kind of understands and also doesn't really understand right um, Wait,
0: but now your mom goes to you about things with your dad? Yeah. She started sharing things from like the past and like... How do like, you like separate yourself from, from being their child and like answer?
1: I don't know. I'm just kind of like, okay. I It doesn't like really weird me out because I've heard so many stories from so many people at this right. point. It's a little different. Like Caleb's mom shared some stuff with me also and he's very uncomfortable about
0: that. But... I I understand the uncomfortability.
2: Like- yeah. I, I think it's a little bit different. For, I mean, like, my, my parents are super supportive of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Levina was actually with me when we told my mom about it. It was over Thanksgiving. And she was like, cool. Like, I'm really proud of you guys. Like, this is a really powerful thing that you're taking on. And it's um, an important conversation to have. And then... Once we launched our Kickstarter like a month and a half ago, and like we did de- this is an amazing Kickstarter video, and in it we talk very tongue and cheek about how we'd want to be sex gurus, like that's why we started the, yeah. the journal. And my mom was like, sent me her long email. She was like, you know, I'm really proud of you and I support you. And it was a little uncomfortable for me to hear my son yeah. saying that he was a sex guru. <laughs> I was like, it was it was a joke, and I also understand that. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean. But like we were just down with my mom last weekend and she is like super pumped for us and is like they're, they're supportive. It's just I don't talk about it as much. I don't think as Lavina might with her parents. Got it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm more on your level. I, I actually remember like my mom once saying one thing about like her sex life with my dad. They're still together as well. And I was extremely disturbed and like, couldn't like it wasn't even disturbing i just like couldn't i just couldn't like i just can't Do you, you know remember, can, for you, some can you tell us
2: what it was that she said
0: no no like it was just it was like nothing like it was like oh yeah like your father and I, it was like a comparison when like i was saying and i was like no 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 like i didn't i don't want this knowledge um I just like need to keep it separate like i know she's a human and a person with like feelings and needs but like i just can't know that. So I'm not like ready. I'm not a sex guru in that way. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, we so we usually end every episode with a piece of advice or a quote when it comes to either dating or just like life in general that has helped you guys um, throughout. And I would love to hear one from both of you. Well, we're going off
1: to celebrate some friends of ours. who are getting married soon. And they really inspired us a lot throughout the process of like, becoming a couple and building a sectional for couples. One thing, so their names are Amber Ray and Farhat. And something that Amber Ray writes about all the time is choose wonder over worry. Mm. I just love that.
0: Just absolutely love that. That's really nice. Yeah.
2: Um, the one that I always come back to is from a musician who's passed away named Warren Zevon, the guy who wrote Werewolves of London. Uh, The quote is, enjoy every sandwich. (laughs) And I think that it applies to everything, not just Mm -hmm. sandwiches. Um, But I love the simplicity of it. I love the idea of just like slowing down and really enjoying like the little things. Yeah, Um, And I think that that for me at least is like baked into the, fabric of a sex journal for couples it really is about like slowing down writing something down being off your phone and like enjoying the moment yeah. with your partner
0: that's great thank you guys so much where can everyone follow you find you listen to you watch you, can, you? <laughs>
1: yeah you can find us at a sex a sex journal and then you can also find us at at a sex journal on almost all social
0: media Awesome.
2: We're going to be opening up pre-orders for the next round of journals this week.
0: So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so, so much. This has been great. And I'm so excited to start my own sex journal. Yay! <laughs> All right. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Follow us on Instagram at, we Met at Acme. Write us a review and take our poll questions. They're super fun. All right. Have a good one, everyone.